Top of a man, it's your boy Ammo coming live and direct from the studio, the Mind of a Man podcast, or coming direct, coming live and direct from the studio of the Mind of a Man. Welcome to the Mind of a Man podcast, where we give you a holistic peek inside of the mind of a kingdom man. It approaches three tiered: mind, body, and soul. You know, we want to, uh, you know, help people, men primarily. Uh, get to a place of of whole, ha- being whole, healthy, and healed. Listen, man, it's early in the morning. I, I can't hold you. Um, you might can hear it in my voice, maybe not. You might can see it on camera, maybe not. But uh, I-, I wanted to make sure that I got up uh, I and-, and got back to it. It is not like the next day or anything, but it's been a couple of days. But I want to make sure that I have a couple episodes ready in the tuck. Um, and I wanted to kind of pick up where I left off last time. And kind of going to some different thought processes, you know, uh, I talked about procrastination last time. I talked about um, just the idea of, you know, taking things for granted, <clears throat> like time. And, and, and man, I, you know, I, I, uh, shout out to Warren. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in my question bag, you know, I'd be wanting to, Look at people who are successful. Look at things that people have built, and I be one. I be wanting to understand how you got what you got, not so I could take it or anything like that. But I want to, you know, when you're trying to build something for yourself, one thing that he said was like, I made a comment about something, and he said, "Go do it." He used some expletives that I won't use, but he was like, "Go do it." It's a bunch of people sitting on the sideline talking about what they're going to do. And some people go get in the game. And I'd rather be a person that went and got in the game even if I failed to say that I didn't just sit around and talk about the things that I wanted, the things that I wanted to accomplish. <clears throat> and, it, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a realistic thought process and conversation and statement to be made. But, you know, that's that whole that that goes back to the last episode. It's like, what what do you do with that? It has a lot to do with me being here right now. You know, man, who cares? Five people watch it. Ten people watch it. You know, maybe people don't make it past the first five minutes. Maybe somebody don't like my voice. Who cares? You just do what you're supposed to do. Stop complaining about stuff. It, I, I can understand a man complaining or a woman complaining about something that they actually put the work in on. Because the reality is, if you put the work in, then it shows that there's a desire there. There shows that shows that at least, you know, the the uh, the dream or the vision that you've had, you put into play. I've often said, I didn't realize how much of a accomplisher I was until I kind of you know rambled and rummaged through a couple of like notes that I had on my phone at one point. You know, like I will put. Whatever, I, it could be anything. Like, hey, I want to do sixty podcasts. Whatever, I end up hitting that number, or even whatever the small goals were that I was building up to, I realized that I actually would hit them. And I said, man, I, I've never got anything. I never not got anything that I didn't pray for. But even with that part being true, I still have to put a certain amount of effort and attention into that. You know, the funny thing I was thinking about as I was coming up here is just the, you know, even the whole idea of support. I kind of got into that as well last time. 
And you know what it would have made me think about is how sometimes support has nothing to do with your skill set or or the the level of execution that you put into it. Sometimes the best singers in the world are never uh, put on a certain pedestal, so to speak. Sometimes the best speakers never see the biggest stages, and that's because people's people's approval or disapproval of you has nothing to do with your gift. Um, sometimes it has something to do with if somebody even thinks you're likable. You know, um, when you look at church or when you look at um, you know certain certain jobs that you may have, it's it can be the most clicky thing ever. You know what I'm saying? To deal with certain people, <clears throat> to deal with certain groups, um, especially in church. You know, I. I it, and and I'm saying this not at, to knock anybody, but I'm saying it because it's it's been a lot of things that I've saw, and it's been it's been things that I can say I personally experienced. But it's like, you know, I can sing, Keisha can sing, but you know Keisha, or Keisha is. The pastor's sister, I don't know. I'm just making this this up. And you will get looked over 10 times because Keisha is plugged in. And it's one of the things that stops people from getting as, vol- getting as involved as they want to be at times. I know when I was in the choir, and, I, you know, it was really hypothetical, but there was a time when I was in the choir and we, you know, we had lost one guy for whatever the reason. And then we had another person come and take over. And it was like, you when you get the same people doing the same thing all the time, you know, it may be cool to the people who want it to be that way. But when you got people who you claim are capable and qualified, it could turn people off. You know, and this is not to to murmur or complain. This is just having a real conversation because still in the vein of sometimes your skill sets, your talents, your gifts, they just, that's not going to always get you in the best position, so to speak. Now, of course, when we're talking about church, um, we want to operate in excellence. We don't want it to just be something that we do because, Oh, we love God. Like that's that's great. But we also want to do something dope. We want to also make sure we know how to hit notes and we we know how to hold a camera properly and we know how to speak properly and articulate in a certain way. But we also need to understand that this has something to do with reaching people. You know, and even in the profession in the professional sense, um being able to do something in excellence and be able to have great customer service or to have to, to have great detail about what you do, being knowledgeable, all those things matter. And oftentimes those are the things that we look over because we know somebody or because you can fill in the blank. And so for me, I might suck at podcasting. Who knows? I might be a, t- a horrible speaker. People really may not like my voice. People may hate my face. But um, 
at the end of the day, if I never put the work in, though, if I never show up at six something in the morning to record before I go to work, if I never get these videos edited and never get these audio uh, uploaded, if I'm never if I'm not going to get my planner together in a way to be successful. Even just in my day to day life, in my personal life, success or failures are going to spill over into whatever area of life that you're actually walking in. Right. If I can't if if I'm living and dying by my planner, if I'm making sure that every hour on the hour is calculated and and thought out and mapped out, that is typically going to translate into business It's going to translate into taxes It's going to translate into your personal life with your family, all of that. But uh, nine times out of ten, I can speak for me, I can be hit or miss in what I actually do or don't do. Once again, if we go back to what I said on the first episode, I'm never going to speak to you guys from a place of something that I've 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 arrived. I've made it. So y'all just got to get on board. No, no, no. That's garbage. And I wish that people would stop giving that facade. You know, there's a lot of fake gurus, like I said before. And, you know, everybody that got money ain't got money. Everybody that looks successful ain't successful. You know? And and I think you know in, in in my real life and in my uh, ministerial life, so to speak, our whole life should be a ministry, I believe. But um, in both facets, you can be misused sometimes. Uh, you know, for the gift, like uh, it makes me think about uh, last night. Shout out to Aaliyah, she had hit me up because I haven't people haven't been seeing me for like a month. You know, what I'm saying I was supposed to go do some stuff, I didn't do it. And then I kind of just took the time to regroup, you know what I'm saying, get the family back together in, in, in a way, so to speak, you know, get my household kind of in order type thing. And I told her, I said, man, I appreciate you because you'll be surprised how many people don't even reach out on social media, you know. And she thought I was being funny. And I was like, no, I'm dead serious. Like, um, it ain't no shade in nobody either. It's just a reality. Most people... You know, you can ask about somebody, but you want to know, you get it from the horse's mouth if there's a relationship there or or whatever it may be. But a lot of stuff I don't, I just don't buy into anymore. So if any, like, I don't care who it is. I I, I mean, it could be, it could be my brother whom I haven't, can't tell you the last time I talked to. If he on social media, hey, bro, you good, blah, 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 I'll take that. You know what I'm saying? Um, cause I definitely ain't heard from the Negro in a long time, but yeah, man, it, it, and it's, it's kind of sad that that's what our relationships have been reduced down to, you know, is, you know, a lot of the time people are like, text me, don't give me a phone call and dang sure don't FaceTime me when I'm like in person, I rather my, my order of how I would like to deal with people that I actually want to talk to and be around would be FaceTime. I mean, in person, FaceTime, phone call, text message. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that would be my order. But I think in culture, it's actually flipped. People want to have the least amount of interactions with people in general. And notice I said for people I want to deal with because I'm I'm a – what people don't seem to realize about me is to entertain people, to be in front of groups and crowds as much as it fills me, it also drains me, you know, because not every interaction is a positive one. Not every one of them is something that makes you feel comfortable. 
I feel very, when I go into new rooms, I'm not the outgoing, gregarious, talk to everybody person. I'm very standoffish and sit back and look at people and try to read what's going on, test the energy, so to speak. I'm not, I'm not super, you know, if you've seen me clown and play in a room, I feel comfortable in it. And that's what I think people don't understand. They think that that stuff translates. A lot of times I'm, I'd rather go to the cigar lounge and just smoke a cigar by myself and mind my business so I can think, so I can re- recuperate and recharge that energy that I've expended somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Um, but since I was a little kid, I always remember thriving in tough moments and wanting to be on certain stages. Um, I felt like I belonged there. Like I remember we had, I forgot what those things are called, but if anybody watching, they know it was like, you'll take the little math mathematic contraption and you would turn it over and then you would, you would loop it. It would be thread on one end and you would loop it around. I remember I won that. And I remember because I wasn't like the the super cool popular kid, people didn't really cheer for me like that. You know what I'm saying? I remember being a, being in track meets and um, loving when the odds were stacked against me in a relay or in a 200 because that's when I got up the most. You know what I'm saying? When the people were on and the bright lights were were on, when the people were out and the bright lights were on, that's when I wanted to be in something the most. Being being a speaker, being a singer, being an actor, being an a, 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 a entertainer in general, I've never. I ain't gonna say never failed, but I've almost always rose to the occasion, you know. And so I think sometimes, you know, when people think, "Oh, that's just him. That's what he do." It's like, no, you got to understand that. A lot of my life, I've I've actually rejected that part because the people around me weren't on what I was on. I spent a lot of my, you know, adolescent, teenage adolescent trying to find out where I actually did fit in. You know, you know, I remember being in high school and the debate team actually sounded a little bit intriguing, but it was after school. It was going to be doing a sport. So I was going to have to pick something that I didn't actually, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't actually know what it looked like. I remember my boy Keith, shout out to Keith, man, Keith Duffy. I remember he was doing tennis because he liked the he liked the fact that it looked like ping pong. It was kind of like ping pong, a big ping pong table. And, and I remember us kind of roasting him a little bit about it for no good reason. At least me, I didn't really see a big deal about it. He was my partner, you know what I'm saying? He was everybody's partner, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember... Being like seventh grade, and Keith was like, "Man, you know why I'd be rocking with you, bro? We were, we were at track practice, and he was like, because you you take this serious. When you approach something out here, you don't play around. Now, true enough, Keith was older than all of us, so he already kind of had a grown man mentality. But I always had that thing on me, man, like where I was focused, I was hyper focused on stuff." I get the spelling bee, I'm literally finna go through all the words. I'm gonna spend a lot of my time pre- preparing and practicing on these words. You know, I was always into stuff like that. Like as much as I love sports and I'm, you know, I, I love sports and I always was an athletic kid. I also liked reading books. I also liked, 
you know, the, uh, you know, the idea of speaking and different things like that. And so that's a, that's a complex, that's just a complex thing for a kid from, from Meadowbrook. You know what I'm saying? Because kids were either into sports dressers, you know what I'm saying? Or they was like in band or something like that. And if I couldn't play the drums, I wasn't going to be a part of it, folk. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, it's it's funny because I think about I was at my cousin's wedding. Shout out to Toya um, and and Jeremy. They got married a couple weeks ago. And I remember showing up, man, and it was the coolest thing because, man, they've been together since I was, like, in the eighth grade or something, yo. Like, they really – I thought they already were married. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how long – They've been together how long that you know what I'm saying they've been a family which is super dope and uh man I remember people being so happy to see me yo you know what I'm saying like I'm the like duck off like I've been in Arlington since I left Fort Worth when I you know transferred to UTA in 2007 and and you know the the thing with with family that kind of turned me off was. You know, I had some bad experiences when I was younger that made me not want to deal with people. You know what I'm saying? The passing of my grandmother was like a very big thing for our family. You know what I'm saying? Like a very big thing. But then, you know, it was just like I remember being like 15, 16, and going to like family, not family reunions, but going to like, you know, holiday events and things like that. And it being like a bunch of like, talking about folks in the family and, and backbiting and high side and, you know, unnecessarily, like just cause somebody come in with a, with an outfit on that don't look like what you got on. Why you got to talk about it? It's, it's a Fox. It, it, it's, it's full, it's full, it's full, full fur. It ain't real. You know, all that type of stuff that always like turned me off. I wasn't into the gossipy, you know, type of stuff. To the point where I asked my grandmother, I was like, hey, can I not go? Is, is it going to be a big deal if I just stay at the house? And she was just like, nah, you don't got to go. And I didn't go. And I kicked it with my girlfriend at the time or whatever. But, um, yeah, man, I just, I think that set the stage for me to kind of take liberty over myself in a sense to protect my my space and my energy and the people that I'm around. And, I, you know, it's funny, like, as much as we were sheltered uh, by my grandmother, because I always tell people, I didn't go outside till I was 14. Like, legit, like, okay, you can go outside and play football with your friends and I ain't out there watching you or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was a crazy thing. But at the same time, like, my grandmother definitely empowered me in a lot of ways to, think for myself to make my own decisions in life. And and I never thought about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just know that my mindset has always respectfully been a little bit different from my brother and my sister. And I do believe that some of that is just the way God made you, like, period. Like, you are going, you don't have to, like, I don't, I'll say it this way. Just because you, are, you grew up in the same household with siblings and things of that nature, doesn't always mean that y'all will see life the same way. And I think that's the biggest thing that I learned. You know what I'm saying? Like, so anyway, um, yeah, man, 
I, I, uh, I, you know, I just, I think back on that and, and I look and it makes me realize that sometimes you have to distance yourself from people to, to see where y'all really stand. When I think about my family, you know, really being happy to see me and my auntie, like giving, giving my aunt and my sister, my, her, her phone number to give to me. So that I could, you know, be in contact with her and she wants me to bring my kids around her to see her. You know, I think time also lets people realize what's important to them. And it wasn't to prove a point. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to make you miss me or nothing like that. It's just I also got a lot of stuff going on. I'm always like moving and shaking, man. I, I That whole I want to live a life that I've never seen before thing is real. But for me, a lot of that is wrapped up in what I'm doing now. And, you know, maybe even, you know, taking a trip to Atlanta to, to, you know, try out for some stuff or, you know, just doing things. Bro, I remember I, I went to Baltimore 20 hours away. Um, me and a young lady I was dating at the time, we drove out there. And it was a dope experience. I was, man, I felt so comfortable in that space. I'm 20 hours away from home. Bro, every day. There was a payout from, there was a payout from, uh, what is that when people be doing fish fries when people die? What's what's the thing they always say that they do? It's called, um, uh, what is it called when people go fund me? And I did a GoFundMe. And it's like, bro, I had money to drive pretty much the trip to get out there. But to eat food and to move around while we was out there and to get back home was going to be solely dependent upon the people who believed in me to support me with a GoFundMe. When I went, went to Baltimore to audition for the voice and man, when I tell you that the trip was like, it was like living on faith, but it was like, it worked. Like it was like, there was never like a lack, bro. If we needed gas, like hundred dollar payout that day. You know what I'm saying? If I need, if we needed food, another hundred dollar payout, hundred and fifty dollar payout, like a sixty dollar payout. Like it amazed me to see that when you have something that you believe in and you you put it out there, it was a lot of people I didn't know as well. Which brings me back to the whole support thing. It's like, man, it, it's like the people closest to you. It's like we don't allow people room to be human. It's like. Jesus said a, a prophet is not honored in his own hometown, right? It's without honor in his hometown or whatever. Because they were so close to Jesus, they couldn't receive him. And I, I told somebody something that I thought about one time, and I didn't I didn't even realize that that could be a part of the process because I've never heard nobody talk about it before. But imagine, imagine being Jesus and Mary, right, and Joseph, and there's this story about this in in your hometown about this 14-year-old kid, 14, 15-year-old kid possibly, that is supposed to be betrothed to Joseph. And then she gets, before she gets married, she winds up pregnant. But whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, this is all above the belt, folk. Like, she, like, I, this is from God. Like, he touched me. He put a seed in me, a, whole, a spiritual seed in me. To to cause me to to be pregnant with this child, 
And Joseph had his doubts until the angel of the Lord visited him. Imagine growing up in a town with people you've seen your whole life, but don't believe how you believe. They think Mary's a whore. They think Joseph is a fool, he a trick, and they think Jesus is a bastard child. So you want to come and cast these pigs, these demons into these pigs. You want to come touch the blind and the lame. You want to give people new life. But they like, your whole life is a fraud. It never made sense to me why he was without honor in his own hometown. He's too close. They seen Joseph and Mary arguing. They seen you cutting on wood, bro. Like, oh, you, what you, what you, you finna heal? Man, you don't go on somewhere. That's Joseph. That's Joseph and Mary's son. And they, they brother, just James, fam. Go on, man. I know them. And that's what often happens to us is, oh, that's Anthony. He been divorced. Oh, man, I remember he used to do all these crazy rants. And, or ain't crazy rants. That's just where I was at that time of my life. But he the one who used to do all them rants. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he a holy roller. He, you know what I'm saying? He used to be on there, you know what I'm saying, cracking the Bible over, man. What are we going to listen to him talk about life for? Oh, I know his brother. I know his sister. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. That's cool. Oh, I know his uncle. Yeah, he, all right, cool. And that's what that's what happens a lot of the time is, like, people won't, people will look over the purpose that God has placed in you, the people closest to you, because... They know you too well, or they're they're too familiar of you. And I think that's an unfortunate thing, you know, because I remember, I just remember, uh, and I'm going to say these people's name because it ain't no hater, and it's just what really happened. But I think about Joe Joe Ray. He had hit me one day because Jeremy Butler was doing his 30-day challenge, and I was reposting it every day, every day, every day. And he was like, he was like, dang, man, this boy must be a paying customer or something. And I said, nah, man, he's just doing a challenge. And I, I think it's dope. I appreciate his consistency. And he he know what he's doing. So, I, you know what I'm saying? So that's just my way of showing love and supporting him. He was like, oh, that's crazy. So it just went to show me that, number one, the people that rock with me and follow me, they may, they, if they watch it, they're going to find some stuff that they like. They're going to find some stuff they don't like. Somebody had been paying attention enough from the content that I was reposting to say, dang, he reposts this every day. Like, who is this dude? We have the ability and the power to affect change in our in everybody's lives that is around us, or at least the people that we support and know and love, or, or even for ourselves, if people would take that approach with our content and what we put out, if we just if we wanted to. But a lot of the times, we, I remember when she didn't speak to me at church. Oh, she thinks she this, or he think he that. Like, fam, just because you ain't on what I'm on don't mean you can't support me or give me a chance. Like, and vice versa. Don't mean that I can't, you know what I'm saying, hear somebody out. But that's just the world we live in, man. Social media makes us emboldened to, to give a lot of opinion about people, what they own, how good they are. A lot of people can't do this stuff, man. 
lot of people cannot sit in front of a camera, sit on, sit on a stage and articulate and, and get their points out and keep a conversation going and speak in a way to draw people in or keep people watching what they got going. But, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <clears throat> I know I, I know it was kind of all over the place. And it wasn't all over the place. It was it, it, I was telling a story in my mind, and I was kind of walking through it. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, I didn't want this to be longer than 30 minutes anyway because I, I, I got to get to work. And um, I'm over here in the Pantego-type area. Them, you know, I don't want to deal with no, none of them folks. So I got to get I got to get on. But, uh, man, there's more content coming, man. Some will be short. Some will be long. Uh, but I, I want you guys to continue to check me out, man. Rock with your boy. Subscribe, share, comment, follow, all those good things, man. If if it's something that you're interested in, if it bless you. Um, and uh, don't be a hater. Not just to me, you know what I'm saying, to yourself. Don't be a hater to people's process and what they're going through. Um, so with that being said, man, after all, what do I know? Until next time, you know what I'm saying, life is hard enough. Don't just live, live elevated. Um, I love you. May the Lord keep you. See you at the conference. Peace. I holler.